uh, Joe, I was hoping we could uh, reference another another British, a favorite British import before we get started on this. Oh, now I know what you're going to do. You ready? On your marks. <laughs> get set. Bond! Listeners, welcome to a brand new season. Um, by our, my measurement here, um, it's the ninth season we've had, and we are talking about the Bond series. I'm your co-host, Rob, and joined, as always, by my secret agent friends, Joe and Duff. It's great to be here. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Goldfinger! <laughs> we, we, we're going to talk about Goldfinger. Uh but first, we should probably just introduce the season. We're talking Bond movies, and here's the thing: we well, no one's talk ever about... done it before. Nope, no. You guys, <laughs> you guys heard of James Bond? Especially white people. White men have never yeah. decided to talk. This about one's it. for your dads, folks. <laughs> but but we all have like various. Okay, let's say this. I would I would say quite confidently that the three of us are pretty well versed in cinema, in film. I'd like to think so. But I think at least for me, this is kind of a, I don't want to say a blind spot because there's just so much of it in just pop culture, but just a series and franchise I don't know a ton about. Uh, I say this without any malice, but no, most of what I know about James Bond has been against my will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, that, that's how I'll put it. I would that's guess fair. I've probably seen 10 of them. Oh, okay. But, all right. Uh, I don't. I've seen all the ones probably from this century. I, from GoldenEye through today, I think I've seen all of them. Okay. With but the varying older stuff. degrees of... And the older stuff I've seen... Gosh, man, maybe I've seen like 15 of them. I, I saw a lot of old old ones in like middle school and high school, but I don't remember them too well. I know that I would watch some of the older ones, especially the Connery and maybe some of the Roger Moore ones with my dad, and they just never really hit me when i was that age the biggest bond influence for me is uh <laughs> the goldeneye n64 game. oh yeah yeah that that yeah. is uh for that's a mil- touchstone older so, older millennials that and maybe gen x that's probably like the enduring bond memory or like the most impactful bond thing right yeah. oh yeah for I, sure in like junior high and high school we would have sleepovers and stay up to like four in the morning and then just get mad at each other. He's like, oh, you got the golden gun. You can't oh, use odd job. Screen. Quit you looking at odd... my screen. No odd job. You can't use odd job. Yeah. <laughs> it's too short. And then some psychopath would be like, all right, slappers only. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I think the thing is I've always thought like there's like uh, there's like very, there's like war dads, western dads, and spy dads, and I had a western dad. That's the kind of movies he watched. A so lot of then, lot of crossover there, but yeah, I hmm. I agree. Um, so my, I didn't have a my spy dad, dad was more of a western dad. Okay. Um, mine was a cross between spy and western. Okay, that'd be a cool like a spy western. <laughs> there had Whether, to. There, I mean, would that be like a Pinkerton? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, so like, they'd be bad. They'd be like even worse than your usual spy, morally speaking. But like mm-hmm. usually with spies, it's with a foreign enemy. How do you like take your horse to Russia or something? 
uh, a spy uh, during the Spanish-American War or something. So what we're doing on this season is we are going to look at, uh, uh, let's see how many Bonds there's been. One, two, three, four, five, six Bonds. We're going to take a look at a movie from each of the Bonds. Does that make sense? So we're starting out with Goldfinger with, I mean, the most famous Bond, right? At yeah. least, like, oh, yeah. who portrayed him, the OG. Um, so, Sean Connery and and Goldfinger. And, man, this movie, talk about a movie that I haven't seen, but I know so much of <laughs> through just, like, pulp culture and Austin Powers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the biggest was, detriment to me seeing this for i'm pretty sure the first time at 38 is that literally everything is a trope yeah and that's not that's not the movie's fault but no no so okay what happens in this movie i'm gonna try i'm gonna skip around a lot because i don't think the details necessarily matter but maybe they do uh we have a very fun cold open with (laughs) with james bond wearing a bird hat a seagull i love (laughs) i I loved his seagull hat disguise just in the water with a seagull hat um and uh he blows up a drug laboratory uh it's very fun uh and then uh and then you know he vacations he goes to miami guys takes his talents to south beach i've been there it's fun and uh you know he gets this new job to like observe this 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 goldfinger guy um and he like meets this girl of goldfingers named jill and he has a night with her because he's Bond. And then he, he gets knocked out by someone. And he wakes up and she's dead, From covered skin, in gold paint. Skin suffocation. Yeah. We all know we breathe through our skin. Yeah. You need to have a small patch uncovered at the base of your spine or you'll die of skin <laughs> suffocation. Yeah. Skin suffocation, looked it up, not a thing. Yeah, I'm glad you looked it up. Like, I wanted to be sure in case, li- listen, I'm not. I'm not good with science, so I wanted to be sure that skin suffocation wasn't a thing. Like, I didn't want some, like, someone who's much smarter than me, which is a lot of people who are like, no, skin suffocation, it happened to my uncle or something. My uncle totally died of it, bro. Because that's what happens. Like, we always end up talking about something, and then someone's like, uh, my parents both died of skin suffocation. <laughs> Um, their scuba, their scuba outfit was too tight, and they perished. Yeah, wait, wait. Uh, you gotta have so, a patch in the scuba outfit. So I know so we're still breathe. doing the plot recap, but I've, is it? It's liquid gold. So like, did they melt the gold down and then spray paint her? Did they kill her first? Yeah, the Does deleted it, scene of them actually like <laughs> spraying her with gold while she it was. Seems, it well, it's like, like those like when they have like this burger has uh, three ounces of gold on it, and it's just like gold <laughs> flakes sprayed all over it. It seems like death by gold skin suffocation would take a very long time, longer than it would take for Bond to be knocked out. And, yes. And also, uh, like, they must have just chloroformed Jill or something firsthand. Yeah, I think they probably knocked her. Yeah, there seems that, like easier that, ways, but they sent that a said, message. Sends a message at homes. Yeah, message sent. Um, so uh, Bond has to, like, you know, it's his new mission now is to track down and keep an eye on this Goldfinger guy and we see Q we get all sorts of you know we get the Aston Martin which I think was the first time in the series that that was featured um and uh and he goes golfing with Goldfinger <laughs> which <laughs> I really enjoyed the golf sequence I, I should add that 
in true like movie magic fashion if they're gonna put a a, a mainland european in a film they're gonna just make it like the, they're gonna make them a collection of all of the worst most disgusting stereotypes we have about europeans mm-hmm. so he's gonna have weird skin <laughs> like like basically they'll be they, they make he's every gonna... like european supervillain look like like the great 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 grandson of the Habsburgs or something. <laughs> he, he's gonna be a big fat guy with weird skin, and he's gonna cheat. <laughs> <laughs> he will probably be a redhead. Yeah. No disrespect yeah. to redheads intended, but but there is disrespect to redheads intended by the filmmakers, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so then we meet Odd Job there. His <laughs> caddy. Who's caddy? Who throws a hat? So funny, it's. I laughed. I mean, I, I knew I knew of a job already, obviously, but man, makes me laugh. The, my favorite part of this, and I mean this sincerely, is that they never explain it. There's you just are left to assume it's like, oh, the hat must be laced with the adamantium or something. Yeah, yeah, and then we go. I mean, I'm going to skip around. We go to Switzerland. He meets uh, Jill's sister, which is the girl that was covered and who died from skin suffocation. Um, Tilly, who also gets killed by Bond, a hat. Bond is mad because because he doesn't get to have sex with the sister too. You can see it in his eyes. He's oh mad. yeah, I I've been, I I kept a little scorecard here and how on how Bond did, and I had written down Tilly too early, and I was like, oh no, she died. <laughs> I guess I guess he doesn't doesn't get with her. Um, there's there's a nuclear physicist here. Uh, I think is this when we get the no, this is not yet when we have the uh, the laser. Oh, we do have the laser. No, here. yeah, this he is the kill. laser. He he has a an army of South Korean henchmen. <laughs> I think they're Chinese. I thought they said Korean at one point. Okay, but I'm may, not sure. I mean, I'm I'm maybe I'm wrong, but at any they rate, they wear the yeah. same. They have the little costumes. Yeah, <laughs> they have little. The henchmen all wear the same outfit, which is a good touch if you're a villain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a chase and Bond is captured, and then you have the very famous uh, crotch laser scene, which is the first laser in the history of movies, guys. Yeah, lasers were new and exciting. Okay, what happens? Eventually, Bond is able to argue himself out of the laser. Uh, Goldfinger <laughs> spares his life, and then we meet Pussy Galore, who's an incredible pilot, pilot extraordinaire, <laughs> and. Uh, and they they take Bond to I mean they gotta take him somewhere. They in the go US. to Maryland. <laughs> they go to they go to Baltimore and then all, all over to Louisville, uh, take him to Kentucky, and to 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 his stud farm, <laughs> to Goldfinger Stud Farm. But then the big thing is we find out, and I kind of appreciate how late in the movie we find out the real plot, which is to uh, is to is to break into Fort Knox. But, but, but not, but not for why you think. Nope, not for why you think. They're going to set off a nuclear bomb inside of Fort Knox, which is why the Chinese or whoever—I'm pretty sure it's Chinese—whoever he's um, partnered up with, Goldfinger's partnered up with—to then set up the bomb. And then, since he has so much gold already, that would ruin all the gold inside Fort Knox. <laughs> the gold was increasing- going to poison people. <laughs> increasing the value of his gold what a brilliant plan there's nerve gas involved it is a lot uh also also, pussy galore is a flight instructor for 
the, the flying circus pussy galore's flying circus for, for an army of uh let's just say fembots <laughs> yep <laughs> but don't worry bond had seduced pussy <laughs> happens and, most of the movies and uh <laughs> and they didn't actually put nerve gas inside of the flying circus so they're able to be there and they think they have stopped them that but then <laughs> but then goldfinger dresses up like a soldier and then is and then sets the bomb off anyways and then escapes and then we think the movie's at the end but it's not at the end because he's on the plane with bond and then in just an all-time moment uh they have a fight and goldfinger gets sucked out of a window of a plane yep it depressurizes and <laughs> gone the end i know i'm like really that's a real hodgepodge thing but what's enough right you guys get the general idea it'll do bond bond saves the day that's um (laughs) also he uh electrocutes odd job (laughs) yeah it's right he does electrocute odd job um so a lot going on a lot of fun stuff i mean like there's nerf gas there's a person named pussy galore there's someone who dies from being painted gold there's ejector seats. There's an there, old lady with a gun. There's a monstrously strong Asian man who you can throw a gold bar at his chest and he does not blink. Hmm. And the big concern is he might get you with his hat. Mm-hmm. The, the best part in this movie is at one point, uh, Bond is closer to Oddjob's hat than Oddjob is. <laughs> he doesn't fir- grab it. And it's the first time Oddjob starts to lo- express some fear. He's like, oh no, he has the hat now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just, great, mo- great movie. I thought I, I had a lot of fun. There's also a bathroom with two peepholes. Yeah. <laughs> Which? Why does Goldfinger have a bathroom with peepholes? Nonetheless, two peepholes. No, Norman Bates' dream bathroom there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, the exciting thing, really, about this is, uh, and you know, all credit goes to Joe. You know, we're trying to think of how do we how do we take a look at these different bonds, these different bond movies. How do we how do we decide who's the best bond? How do we do this in a way that's just not silly and subjective, right? We've got to use and, science and math. Yeah. yeah, and then this Joe Joe we, comes we up. Have to, I mean, we have to operate like Q. <laughs> yes, that's right. Revolutionary moment here by Joe. Joe, why don't you explain to our listeners? the rating system you have come up with so that we can properly rate all of the bonds moving forward. Yeah, this is the bond rating. <laughs> B-A-H-N-D. <laughs> and I tried to think, what am I looking for in a spy? A movie spy. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I, I narrowed it down to five categories and then spent at least two to three hours thinking of... Uh, <laughs> different synonyms for the qualities I needed until I could work it into an acronym and I succeeded mm-hmm. and we're going to be rating now I want to be clear you're you're thinking about their we're trying to see who is the best at being the super spy 007 mm-hmm. and your best if, bond if you're if you have seen them their the actor in more than one bond movie you're welcome to incorporate um qualities they they display in other films as well okay but i don't remember i i've seen sean i've probably seen two or three bond movies from sean connery but i don't remember them super well um 
so I the categories for, for B it would be bloodshed, basically just their their fighting and killing ability, okay. or uh, incapacitating enemies, basically their their capacity for violence. So that includes both uh, use of weapons and also hand to hand combat. Yeah. So mm -hmm. the 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 lover versus fighter, more of the fighter end here. Yes. Okay. And then we go with allure. Um, <laughs> basically, just pure sex appeal. Mm -hmm. It's not a Bond movie if he's not if he's not sexing. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with being sexy? <laughs> what is wrong with being sexy? <laughs> I don't know, for some reason, that has to be said in some kind of vague European accent. Uh, and then uh, humor. I, I I perhaps this is a controversial opinion, but I I want my Bond to be funny. I want okay. you to drop some one-liners, and he drops some fantastic ones in this movie. <laughs> Some, yes. We didn't really name any of them, I don't think, but they're they're really funny. Um, I like I, in the intro, uh, a guy falls into the bathtub and then he throws an appliance. In. Yeah, he throws a heat then, lamp into 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 the bathtub. Yeah, and then, and then he says, "Shocking." shocking. <laughs> <laughs> and and when I was when I came up with the Bond rating, which sounds like Schwarzenegger saying Bond, I was like, he should have been Bond at some point. Because he's the king of the the killing one liner. Well, okay, yeah. Let's, well, let's. Yeah, but it, he, <laughs> I mean, and obviously, I don't hold these movies to it too hard. But the whole idea of a spy is that they're inconspicuous. He should have been a Bond villain. A giant Austrian bodybuilder is he pretty sh conspicuous. He should have played a Bond villain. There we okay. go. Now, and then, now then he could have one gone toe to toe with him with one. Now I'm on board. He yes, 100 percent should have been a villain. Okay, and then my my the fourth part, the end is for nerve. You got to be cool under pressure. Mm -hmm. And then last is just deception, and we'll just call that just general spycraft. Mm -hmm. Okay, tactics, okay. strategy, tactics. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, All right. Um, so bloodshed, allure, humor, nerve, deception, bond. And we're gonna rate. I say we rate this on a how about a five point scale? Okay. Five being the highest. I yes. Assume. Yeah. Okay. And we're looking for a five-tool James Bond. Yep, and so I'll be keeping track of this, and then by the time we're done with this season, we'll see who had the highest score. Okay, okay. So here we go. Sean Connery as Bond. Um, well, I've already done it. Do you guys want oh, me to oh, start? Okay. Or I, well, no, we could take no, turns no. starting. We could take turns no, starting. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll start for Bloodshed. I'm going to put him I'm gonna put him only at a two. I was not impressed with his his and th this was generous he he was just getting his ass kicked the whole movie pretty much <laughs> uh i don't really recall any, any moment the the shocking odd job thing at the end that was pretty sweet that's good quick yeah. thinking yeah uh, it's a cool death he should have said the shocking line again <laughs> yes he did have a one-liner for it but i can't remember what it was now but uh, oh no, that one was for uh, after that he defused the bot, the bomb. Excuse me. Yes. So I'm only gave him a two. I I was I didn't really I thought he was below average uh, with guns, with uh, hand to hand combat. I thought he he mostly sucked, but I wouldn't Actually, say he was terrible. I, I'm giving him a below average score. He two. does he does say um, uh, Felix asks him where's your butler friend, and he says he blew a fuse. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's what it was. <laughs> Great line. Okay, so I, I I hate to start out negative, but I just I didn't really think Sean Sean Connery not that great at uh, 
at the violence part of Spycraft. That's just me. What did? Uh, who wants to go next for that one? Yeah, I was actually thinking. I was actually thinking a two. And the only thing that keeps me from a one is because I need to see the other bonds. There might be a bond with less bloodshed, and that needs to be lower. But I'm feeling like a like a like a one or a two. So I'm gonna go with a two to just sort of give it, you know. But put a note on that. I may move it to one if if you know if if it there's if it's by far the lowest bloodshed we see. All right, I put an asterisk, and hopefully one of us will remember why that asterisk is there. <laughs> so yeah. I, I'm pretty much in the same boat. I'm probably going to go with a two. I will say uh, it was a pretty, pretty gutsy, but kind of a coward move in the intro when he sees the reflection of the bad guy <laughs> in, in his, in his lover's That's eye. That's right. And his reaction is to spin her around <laughs> so that she t- is now in the line of fire. Yeah. Nice yeah. bold, uh, bold George Costanza move right there. <laughs> I will also give him ath- points for athleticism for when he breaks out of the cell by just winking at the guard over and over again, and then sliding down below the window to make the guard so curious he has to open the door. <laughs> and then he's uh, holding like, pre- like hanging on the ceiling or like you know between those two narrow walls, he's holding himself up above the door to drop down at him. That's this- that's. Especially for the 60s, when everyone was drinking a bottle of whiskey and three packs of cigarettes, <laughs> smoking three packs of cigarettes a day. Solid athleticism. This movie had several judo chops. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. We'll get to that when we talk about pussy galore. Um, uh, okay, so uh, Allure. Yep. Uh, Duff, why don't you start on this one? Uh, I know that like everyone's mom thinks John Connery is sexy. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna go three, and he, and here's why. Uh, the the hair piece is very obvious when you watch this in HD. Okay, maybe that's unfair. Maybe it's not. I don't know. So what's wrong with being bald? Mm. I guess that's bald your point. Is you should just embrace it. Just right? just own it. Listen, that three is nonsense. He is an absolute five, and let me tell you why. He, I, I like your passion. He bangs pussy galore into being to to to, uh, to a face turn to save the world. What's yeah. more alluring than that? She is she is part of a plan with Goldfinger to destroy a middle America and screw up the gold market. Uh-huh. And in one night, Bond totally changes her views on that. That's you can't he, beat that. He he dicks her into being a good person. <laughs> She, she, her choice was, I, I could either be wealthy beyond my wildest imagination, yep. or I could just sleep with this balding guy <laughs> <laughs> and receive roll, no material a, benefit whatsoever. And get a roll in the hay. That, that's why I agree. He's an absolute stud. The The charm is off the charts. Uh, his, his sex appeal is, un, is almost unrivaled. Pure five. When he's just strutting around Miami Beach. Mm-hmm. Shirt off, just right. Ra- uh, his weird zip-up robe that he puts on. Uh, oh, his robe is amazing because it's like cinched, but it's like short. Oh, the shorts. Terry, the Terry knit one or whatever. Yeah, it's <laughs> yes. I love to zip up my robe at the pool, <laughs> especially when I have more chest hair than uh, than I'm in the 99th percentile for chest I, hair volume. I love to wear a robe that barely goes below my nutsack. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, he wanders around a stud farm where he's captured at, and he puts the horses to shame. Like, he is a five. <laughs> Another great move is in the beginning, after he takes his bird hat off, and <laughs> and, he, and then he takes off his, like, wetsuit, and he has a tuxedo underneath, and then his hair is just, like, perfect. It's, yeah. it's a great, like, I'm Bond, I'm James uh, Bond moment, you know? like The, the cold open of this movie is just incredible. Yeah. Do you think you spent a lot of time in that seagull hat and he's mad that he didn't return it? <laughs> I think this is the first I was reading the first time. He is time mad because he's mad because he never returns things. He says he that. He never returns stuff, man. It's always like, he, and also, blows, like, what do you He expect? blows stuff up or he ruins it. Yeah. And they also, like, to be fair, they should give him a manual or something. They just tell him this, like, you got this? Like, when he gets the car with the, all the little buttons, they just explains real quick where the buttons are. They're unlabeled. Q, why don't you label the button so we know which one does which? But then the bad guys would know what it does. What do you mean with the bad guys? So, <laughs> oil spill. Oh wow! Um, this is like, you, you, what I've, if you walked by a car and you glanced at like the the dash and it just said oil slick underneath well, the switch? It, you have to lift, Joe. It's well hidden. You have to lift up the thing. It's like, oh, where where's the trunk release? Oh, it's by the machine gun. <laughs> I like how. Uh, his car is like a, a Mario Kart car. Like I kept like, I'm like, Oh, is he going to drop banana peel bananas and throw it a bomb? Uh, okay. So next we have humor. Yeah. Why don't you start Rob? Oh, that's a turn. tough one. I'm going to go. I'm going to, there's a lot of fun one liners. Um, I'm going to give a four for humor. I, I will also give a four. I'm not, I'm not a big pun guy, but he he does handle the humor very well. Yeah, now... Okay, sorry. Uh, because I think at one point um, they ask about... I forgot which one they ask about, but then Bond says that they have a pressing engagement and they had just been, like, <laughs> squeezed into... I forgot exactly what happened, but that's another one-liner in this. This was the toughest one for me because I'm trying to rate... Not in like, you know, movie star rating, character in general rating, just as Bonds go, how well is he delivering these funny one-liners? And oof, it's really agonizing. But I, I gave him a five because I, I think he's as good as Bonds get at delivering these. I think okay. he's he his, he's straight-faced, but there's just the faintest glimmer of a little twinkle in his eye. And you didn't... Uh, I and I think that that's a thing I just love about Sean Connery in general that we also see in The Last Crusade mm-hmm. is I think he's a deeply miserable prick of a human being <laughs> and and when you get to see him be funny it's it's really uh uh really enjoyable um like famously doesn't he kind of have like a doesn't kind of hate this character I think but, he hates everything okay that could be true yeah yeah but yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I think a four, a four or five. We definitely agree. The one-liners are great. He's funny. There's a lot of charm. I think was which is you know kind of like the other half of allure and humor. Charm kind of captures both those. Uh, all right. So, um, Joe, what about nerve? Here's where my guy was pretty disappointing. I'm oh, giving okay. I'm giving him a two for nerve because it looked like he was gonna piss his pants while that laser was coming. And I'm sorry, James Bond should never show that he's sweating, and he is literally covered in sweat and shaking and begging for his life practically. Right. 
I'm going to defend him a little bit. Well, I'm not saying it's not reasonable. He but doesn't I'm saying even know he's... what's pointed at him. It's a it's a brand new thing. He has no <laughs> you you know lasers. You have some awareness of lasers. He has no clue what that. Well, he's that's like no, a whole alien thing coming. He knows out. what it's gonna do. It's gonna tear through his his nutsack. <laughs> what it's gonna do? <laughs> it's. I mean, see how many okay, times so I can look say what, nutsack. But here's in the thing: episode. in that scene, what he is doing there is bluffing because he doesn't. He has no idea what Operation Grand Slam is. No, and he's just pretending like he knows what it is. See, I thought just, that I thought that was a pro. Like he he bluffs his way out of a, a laser true. halving. True, but I I I think that I didn't think he sold it very well. He sold it good enough to fool that that dumb Euro, but uh, <laughs> he was looking scared. And he uh, I I just was at various several other points of the film. I I did not think he kept his cool very well he gets captured a lot (laughs) that might that goes into more of the next section but yeah what did you guys put for nerve well i mean the the deleted scenes don't show him naming other things that they have at denny's like the lumberjack slam and uh operation moon over (laughs) miami (laughs) operation 24 hour breakfast (laughs) Uh, I want to give him a higher. You gave him a two, Joe. Yeah, not impressed. Mm. I want to give him. I mean, I've, I'll give I'm him. I'm gonna give him. I'm thinking like a three or four. I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go with a three. Okay. I will also go with a three. He he does pretty well under the circumstances, but yeah, he does. It's hard to be. It's hard to have swagger when you get captured every ten minutes. He's he's <laughs> captured for most of the movie. <laughs> And then when he's Which, trying to defuse that bomb, my guy had no idea what to do. Uh, he actually didn't solve it. That's true. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that, that also... You, you might as well have had one of us open up that thing like, oh, no. <laughs> but I appreciate it. He, he opened it he like your no grandma idea. would try to open a CPU desktop case. <laughs> just has no idea what to yeah, do. Yeah, he, he opened that up and just... I mean, I empathize with the look of terror that overtook him, but... <laughs> Oh God! It looked like Duff at any at any like work social event. Yeah, it's, he looked like me at a networking function. When he opened that. Oh no! What I, I already said. I already introduced myself. Now what do I say? Oh, uh, what do I do with my hands? <laughs> All right. What did you guys put for deception? Which were, you know, general spycraft here. Uh, let's see. So that's me or no Duff on deception? Duff. I mean, I think. Anyone can start, but uh, he's he's not great, <laughs> uh, or at least, and I kind of broaden this to like deception and also just kind of awareness. Like he lets Goldfinger get on the plane with him and does not notice. <laughs> yeah, not That's great. True, but uh, I'm 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 gonna give him a two, which I think is generous. I, I'm going to give him a three because, as we wow. mentioned earlier, when he is told about that car, by, like, Q gives him the tools, doesn't really give him a manual, just quickly goes over it, and he finds a – like, listen, it's not many times you find a reason to use an ejector seat, and he did. And he was cool yeah. about it. He handled the old lady with the machine gun. Um, You know, everything with the car gives him a pretty high rating. Uh, It does sort of – fall apart at the end when he just forgets about like no they never check to make sure goldfinger's dead <laughs> uh oh well, the, the sorry, curious but, decision the other thing i was gonna say about deception is uh he's a, a master spy 
and he decides to spy on Goldfinger from the side of the road by picking the most sunny, obvious spot and standing straight up <laughs> and then like whipping out binoculars and then allowing uh, not Jill, Jill's sister just to snipe at him. Like, oh, what? Huh? Tilly. Tilly. Jill and Tilly, yeah. Like, I, he's, yeah, that was, that was a poor decision. Uh, I would like to amend my humor to five after talking about it, Joe. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Bold. You know, I'm just sort of thinking I want, you know, like I just, you know, this, this bond is funny and sexy and, you know, fighting is the last thing he'll want to do. He'll rely on deception or then his nerve. And then after that, then he'll fight poorly. <laughs> um, So what are, what like pretty good ratings overall for, for. Yeah, I didn't even give mine for the last one yet. Oh, I'm sorry, Joe. That's okay. I'm, I'm giving my homie a straight one. He's a terrible <laughs> spy. He's, they're like, okay, so your next target's this Goldfinger guy. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. The first 10 minutes, I'm going to ruin his little gambling scheme and talk a bunch of <laughs> and And completely, doesn't he tell him his name? Yeah, he. he well, that's because he's got so much nerve. I guess. Uh, <laughs> generally, like when you're a spy, that's not what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, I. I, I uh, he's. I pretty bad so here here's our our final totals here okay uh rob with an 18 on the bond scale i was right in the middle here at a 15 and then duff only a 14 for sean connery as james bond in the bond rating so we'll we'll keep track of these and we'll see uh who's our next one uh george lazenby which has only been in one movie all right well then we can it'll be even easier to do it yep (laughs) we don't have to we don't have to feel bad for ignoring other movies. All right. Well, there's the Bond ratings for this week. Awesome. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. That is wonderful. Uh, I want to talk about the ladies in the movie, guys. Hello. If that's all right. Ladies, Aluga. ladies, ladies. Uh, so the lady count I had for this. Um, we have the bath lady who he, as Duff says, uses to keep himself Just safe. His human her, shield. Whips her around <laughs> like she's an old mattress. <laughs> we have Jill. Who then gets skin suffocated with gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have Pussy Galore. Who, do, do we count Money Penny as a lady? Ah, but he's not like. That's just he like. He flirts with her. Yeah, he flirts with her, but I, I don't. I think the whole. Uh, Money Penny's no, like whole thing is that I think she's supposed to be like an old maid or something. Like. Yeah. There's all these jokes about like, oh, I wish I had a man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's more of just Bond flirting with the. Like yeah, it, that I that that's never happening, and they both know it. Um, we also have um, I want to talk about the actress who plays Pussy Galore. Um, we need to talk about the bravery of the social messaging that is on the poster for Goldfinger, which just tells us a thing we can all agree on: honor, black man. Which <laughs> the name of the actress who plays Pussy Galore? That it's quite a name. <laughs> like her real name is Honor Blackman, and then she plays a character named Pussy Galore. Her her name sounds like a uh, Kendrick Lamar title. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, she uh, she actually knew judo, which is why they <laughs> wrote that in all the judo stuff, and she uses wow. the judo chop. <laughs> so uh, she actually knew that. So that's that's fascinating. One one really interesting thing that the Bond movies really got away from is that she's actually older than Sean Connery. 
the actresses. Oh. oh, is she? Okay. I'm pretty sure that she's five years older than Connery. Oh, yeah. That's the thing they definitely get away from <laughs> as this moves forward. Um, also, I was wondering, how many times, speaking of ladies, does Bond, like, when, uh, when the skin suffocation happens, he calls, I think, Felix to tell him that she died. How many times do you think that happens in the series where Bond's like, she's dead? It's another another woman died with me tonight. Like that dumb guy in Boogie Nights who's like, that's the second time this has happened this week. (laughs) Shake it out, man. (laughs) Oh, you think second time this week? Uh, You think it's time to get some new Coke, huh, buddy? (laughs) I feel like it it must, there must be some dudes who are like those guys in John Wick who their only job is to take care of stuff and then get those gold tokens. Yeah, Yeah, they they call the wolf. Yeah, and... I feel like they get a phone call. It's like, mm-hmm, Bond, again? All right. Yeah, uh, another one. <laughs> Paint, painted gold? No, oh, that's new. All right, okay. Um, maybe maybe Money Penny just wants to die, and that's why she wants to get with Bond. Cause she, she, like, oh. she hates herself. <laughs> if I sleep with them, I'll for sure die. I'll for sure not make it. Um, I also wanted to bring up the locations that happen in this movie. We have... Um, uh, I guess wherever the beginning is at, so somewhere in Cuba or Mexico. I'm not sure. Somewhere in America, somewhere. Yeah. Then we have Miami. Then we have the British Golf Course. Then we have Geneva, and then finally Kentucky. And and for me, with spy movies, like stuff like that is my one of my favorite parts of them. Like in Mission Impossible, and yeah, they're travel logs, right? Like, yeah, that's that's what I like the best, and that's what's so funny about this movie because one of the locations, like, where are they flying? Baltimore <laughs> <laughs> to a horse farm. <laughs> yeah, well, that's in Louisville. At least Louisville right. like has a yeah, little bit of cachet. Yeah, they just transfer in Baltimore. You know? So it's weird they even say it. It's like, yeah. oh, we have we have a layover in Baltimore. <laughs> I I also wanted to ask you guys about uh, the best gadget. What do you think the best gadget that's used in this is? Hmm. I think the most iconic is the ejector seat over the laser. Hmm. I, I even know that's like his gadget. I mean, that's. If we're going to allow it with the villains, then that guy's whole cool mo- room that moves around and maps open up. Oh, like, then that's I'm glad the you brought one. up that room. The first smart home. <laughs> I, I That room. I love how that room is like this incredible stuff happens to just like show a screen. Or to reveal <laughs> his miniature model of Fort Knox. Yeah. Like, it's like, and all the, the all the like bads are like, oh, oh no, what's going on? What's so, happening? What's he doing? And it's like yeah, yeah. a screen. You're like, oh, okay. Here's a question I have. It seems like all the money that Goldfinger has put into this plan might outstrip the benefits of completing <laughs> the plan. There's a there's a lot of overhead. He is. You know, you have Pussy Galore and her gang of pilots, and you have the flying plane, circus, man. And you have you, you have the flying circus. You have uh, the deal he, he made with China. He's yeah, he's obtained radiation. <laughs> he's you know, it's like uh, how how much does he stand to gain? Like in my mind, I'm like, you know, best case scenario, this is a wash if he pulls it off. Yeah, and then you still have to like sell the gold, and people might be like, "We're not buying gold from you, dude." We- we know what you did. So my favorite gadget is his like unbelievably elaborate moving room that serves <laughs> only to show maps and models. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I, I'm going to have to go with, I'm a sucker for nerve gas. Anytime you put nerve <laughs> gas in a movie, I'm all in. 
Even yeah. though I guess people just fall over. S- yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be I want to be an extra on a nerve gas scene someday. Um, uh, if I, one more thing I want to ask about as you guys are talking about uh, just with time and and eras, it's weird to me about Bond movies in general, at least for like American film. You know, in the 60s, this movie came out in 1960... End of 64. Uh, okay, 1964. I think it was in the U.S., it was a December release date. And the thing about Bond movies, and I think this is something you've mentioned before, Duff, but, like, they sort of, like, each Bond movie kind of shows the action movies conventions of that era. But what's weird about in the 60s is aren't Bond movies the action films of this era? Like, there's not really a contemporary. Like, I guess you have, like, war films and westerns, but yeah. like just kind of like straight action doesn't really exist yet. Yeah, and I feel like the Bond movies were kind of developing that in a way because like you said it was war movies and westerns. It was like the big action mo- the contemporary action movies were like The Dirty Dozen or yeah, Bullet uh, in the late 60s the only one I could think of that's like yeah. similar to Bond. But yeah, like, like there's crime movies, I guess. You know, yeah, gangster those... movies would have some of these elements, but not not to this degree, yeah, certainly. Or I this budget. Like, I feel like the action movie is just, you know, as a st- if you would describe something as an action movie, that doesn't really start until the 70s. Yeah. Because you would describe, you know, prior to this, you had, oh, it's a war movie or it's a Western. Yeah, I never thought of that. I, I would add, I guess, is like things like the, in, in, in Asia, you, you saw what I think would be yeah, like close to modern action movies, you know, like the yeah, the, seven. Like, there's a lot of different new waves that are happening. Like, um, there's a lot of stuff happening in Japan in the '60s that I think they're they're kind of gangster movies, but they're they're shot like action movies. Yep, um, I, I would agree. There's definitely in in and you definitely have more going on there. But in in, in American film, yeah, in Hollywood, you didn't see it. Yeah, you know, which I guess even this is in Hollywood in a weird way, right? No, it's. The only, it's distributed by MGM or UA. I always get confused. Because MGM. Yeah. But I I mean production wise, these are always the Saltzman Broccoli Eon Studios, which is yeah. in London or the UK. Um Duff, I know uh you kinda hinted at this at the beginning when we did our intro. Um I know you love opening credits. Uh or music and movies in either the opening or closing credits. Um, can you talk to us about what we have here at the beginning of Goldfinger? Yeah, and even this is the first Bond movie where a lot of stuff that is kind of hallmarked for the series crystallizes. We mentioned the gadgets, uh, and we kind of mentioned like the, uh, the intro that has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, this was also the first time where you had the you had a specially written song and you had the other ones had credit sequences, but I feel like this, I think this is the first, this is the third bond movie after. Yeah. Dr. It's no, Dr. No. Russia and then, with love. Um, from Russia with love and then go through. So I've seen from Russia with love, which is like not nearly as silly. Yeah. And also like the, the humor, like this is the first bond movie where you really get the one liners and that kind of cocky humor. Um, but yeah, you ha- this is uh, an iconic Bond song, uh, Shirley Bassey saying uh, Goldfinger, thus beginning the, the trend to this day of uh, getting 
someone who's a fairly famous pop star or contemporary singer uh, doing a Bond song, which is still a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so <clears throat> this was a, a number eight hit on the singles chart. The The album itself went to number one for like three weeks in 1965. And it's really funny because you think of 1965 and you think of music and you're like, oh, it must have been like Dylan and the Beatles and the Birds and whatnot who are controlling the album charts. And if you look up the number one albums for 1965, it was like Goldfinger and the Mary Poppins soundtrack and Sound of Music. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> like, and I mean, the Beatles are in there. Like the Beatles are the big artist of the year, but the only non-soundtrack artists who were who had a number one album in 1965 were the Beatles and Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love Herb Alpert. So, yeah, uh, a lot of people say this is the best Bond song. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty iconic. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I, I feel like I'm not knowledgeable enough to say if it's the best, but it is. It's it's really good. And awesome. Like the credits with like the gold. Yeah, it's very good. It, it set up the template that's still being done to this day. Uh, some fun facts. Uh, it was produced by George Martin. Oh, OK. Who, if Big you year for him. Yeah. Who, if you don't know, was the, the Beatles producer. Uh, here's a, a very interesting fun fact. Uh, two of the session musicians on this, John Paul Jones and Jimmy Page. I did hear the Jimmy Page. Show. Half, half of that. Led Zeppelin played on this song. <laughs> wow. Uh, and then the uh, co-producer Harry Saltzman hated it because he didn't think it was contemporary enough. Uh, but Albert Broccoli talked him out of it. Good call. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shirley Bassey, she's she's kind of like a cabaret Vegas style singer, and she's still alive. She's I think she's still doing like review shows, so she's oh, still good out for there. Her. Uh, related to the score, do you guys? know who the first person to hear the score was no it was none other than uh, michael kane because his roommate at the time was terrence stamp and they had been kicked out of their apartment (laughs) (laughs) and and so kane asked um john barry who did the score for this if he could stay in his bedroom until he get back on his feet and then Barry completed the goldfinger score one night and then at breakfast that morning he played it for michael kane did Michael Caine That's like pretty it? crazy. <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to bring up from a production note is Goldfinger himself. Um, originally, they wanted to have Orson Welles play Goldfinger. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> oh but you, you'll never guess why they didn't do it. He wanted too much money? You wanted too much money. Gangs. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, but... he they should have gotten it. <laughs> But uh, more on the guy who they chose to play Goldfinger. I don't know if I'm saying his name correct, but Gert Gert Frobe, Gert Frobe. Sure. I'm I'm not sure. Uh, so he his English was pretty poor. So all his lines are dubbed by a different actor. Oh, really? An English actor named Michael Collins. I will say, good job on the syncing because I did not notice any irregularity. No. I wouldn't have noticed either. Um, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about with Goldfinger? Nope. 
Good time, though. Uh, yeah, it's it, it would be a better time if everything weren't so permeated into the culture, but I can't fault it for that. Yeah, this would be a movie which if someone could do like the Men in Black thing, you know, and you didn't know anything about Bond watching I mean, it. if you saw this in the 60s, it would just be a wild time. Hmm. Oh, so fun. Um, so, listeners, what do we have next? Well, we have, uh, we're going to talk about On Her Majesty's Secret Service um, with George Lazenby next. And then, just so people know, we will do uh, Roger Moore after that with The Spy Who Loved Me. We'll be doing Timothy Dalton after that with The Living Daylights. Pierce Brosnan. And using in Goldeneye, and then Daniel Craig and Casino Royale, uh, uh, over on Patreon. Probably before this comes out, so it's already there for you now. We're gonna do an episode on Casino Royale. Uh, we're gonna have Jonathan from Minute Possible on to talk about that, and that is a Bond movie, but not in the canon of Bond movies. Non-canonical. So <laughs> yes, with uh, <laughs> David Niven is why who plays Bond. So. We'll have to figure out how he scores. And if you want to hear that, plus other stuff, you can go to patreon.com slash the Midnight Boys. And we'll be back. I don't know, guys. We're going to keep doing this. Next week, we're going to talk about George Lazenby, who I have no idea who George Lazenby is, in On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Fun times. All right. Take it easy, guys. See ya.